Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Dr. Andre Smartenko. Andre is a cell biologist at the Institute of Biological Chemistry in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences. Andre joined WSU over six years ago. Andre wants to understand how cells respond to stress and how we can harness processes inside cells to improve crop yields in arid climate. Hello, Andre. Hello, Drew. So, what would you like to talk to us about today? Well, I would like to talk about my new project, uh, on a process called autophagy in wheat. It was recently funded by Orville Vogel Wheat Research Fund. So what is autophagy? Autophagy? Is that how you say it? <laughs> autophagy. Uh, autophagy, okay. Yeah, autophagy is a Greek word that means self-consuming. Well, as we know, the body of all living organisms are made of cells, including bodies of plants, animals, and humans. And uh, each cell, in turn, consists of uh, many different structures. So during autophagy, cells can digest some of their own structures down to simple molecules, such as amino acids or fats, and then they can recycle these molecules to build new structures. So why would a cell want to eat itself? Well, there are many reasons, but um, you can distill them to, uh, to three. So one is recycling. Cellular structures may become obsolete after some time, and cells don't need them anymore. Another reason is to replace structures that become defunct due to regular wear and tear. And the third reason is to survive starvation. When plant doesn't get enough food, cells digest less important structure to get by until the fast is over. So as we know, plants produce their own food from carbon dioxide, water, and minerals. And they use sun energy to do this. And so when there is not enough light, plants cannot produce enough food and starve. Under these conditions, autophagy becomes very important for plant survival. So is, is autophagy unique to plants or is in all forms of life? Yeah, indeed. So uh, uh, this is a very common process to uh, also fungi, animals, and humans. So in fact, autophagy is so exciting that uh, in 2016, a Japanese scientist, Yoshinori Asumi, who discovered autophagy, was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine. Okay, so so why is this so exciting? And uh, what... Uh, how does it apply to plants, I guess? Well, let's let's talk about uh, human for a moment. Okay. One may say that uh, autophagy is a way to rejuvenate our body. Cells, like many of us, like hoarding. So over time, they accumulate many unnecessary structures. Autophagy helps to convert this junk into resources that help cells to perform better. Apparently, autophagy slows down with age. 
And if we can learn how to make autophagy more active, we could alleviate the symptoms of aging and increase the uh, quality of uh, human life. I think I could use a little bit of that autophagy. Uh, so, so I hope they hurry up with this thing. Uh, okay, so clearly autophagy uh, is helpful in human health, um, uh, but what does it do for plants? Well, it's uh, uh, equally important for plants, and uh, in particular for survival of plants in hot and dry weather, just as we have here on the Palouse. So on a hot summer day, uh, cell structures could be damaged. And this damage is mostly caused by heat. So plants can control the uh, temperature of their body by evaporating water from the leaf surface. Just like uh, we feel uh, better on a scorching hot day after a cool shower. However, here in the Palouse, the rain is very rare during summer. And for this reason, the soil moisture would be very low. And so plants cannot use water to cool down they overheat and heat uh, damages many structures. So under these conditions, autophagy digests the structures and replaces them with new. In a nutshell, autophagy alleviates damage caused by adverse weather and makes plants more healthy. Healthy plants would yield more. So my project focuses on the analysis of autophagy in wheat plants grown here in the Palouse and overall, our aim is to harness and increase the power of autophagy for increasing the resiliency of crops like wheat. Okay, so so how do you, what information, I assume at some point you'd want to transfer this information to breeders so they could do that. What, what are you measuring? I guess I'm, I'm uncertain. How do you measure autophagy? How do you know that a plant is better at this than another plant? Well, this is exactly a question that is at heart of my research program. Okay. So currently we don't have a very good uh, uh, markers or very good parameters that we can use the activity of autophagy in wheat. So the goal of our project is to, is to identify these parameters. Okay. And then once we know what these parameters are and how we can measure, then we can go to a collection of germplasm available uh, at WSU and screen this germplasm for uh, genotypes with uh, more active autophagy. And once we know what the genotypes are, we can identify underlying genes. And then these genes could be uh, used by breeders to develop novel varieties. Okay, and, and particularly you see this fitting into stressful environments like we have here in Eastern Washington. Yeah, absolutely. And with the uh, predictions that uh, climate will become less stable, we will have more heat waves over summer. Uh, using autophagy to increase uh, productivity of wheat here is uh, very promising. Well, I wish you all the luck on this. I'm going to kind of hold out for these humans guys to get that figured out pretty soon so I can do a little getting rid of some junk I've accumulated over the years. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing this information with us. Uh, I think our listeners will be very interested to hear how this uh, research progresses. Thank you very much, Drew, for having me here. I was very glad to share my news with the audience. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. 
You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.